0: Welcome to Diversify the Stand, the resource centered around listening, learning, and promoting diverse musical voices in music through our podcast, website, commissioning projects, and more. I'm Carrie Blosser.
1: And I'm Ashley Killam. Join us on our journey as we speak with composers, creators, performers, historians, and music educators about the topics important to them and music's betterment. Today, we're gonna be speaking with Dr. Alexandra Full. Dr. Full is an international composer, organist, pianist, and conductor based in Montreal. Her works have been performed by notable ensembles, such as the Montreal Symphony, the Sophia Symphony Orchestra, the McGill Symphony, and the New Chamber Orchestra, and so many more. She has written large ensemble works, chamber works, solo pieces, and music in documentaries like Ancient Thrace, Door to Immortality. For any trumpet players listening, she has this crazy unaccompanied trumpet solo called "Noodling Along, and we're linking that in the podcast description. So check it out. And Welcome. Thank you so much for having me.
2: I'm
0: really happy and honored to be with you today and to witness the launch of your wonderful initiative. We'd first like to start off to um, ask you a few questions about your experiences as both a performer and a composer at the Bulgarian Academy. And as you went through school and as you were finishing your doctor program at McGill?
2: Well, I went to Sofia Music School, where I started at the age of five uh, with the preschool. After finishing the school a bit early as a private student, I went on to become a student at the State Academy of Music in Bulgaria, where after the first year I uh, applied to be accepted as a composition major, as was the custom at the time after the first year. And when I was, I found out that uh, I was the first one for many years because really, in a small country, how many composers a year can you realistically graduate before it becomes ridiculous? I transferred to Boston University, where um, after two and a half years, I finished a bachelor's. Then I did uh, two years of master's at the Eastman School of Music, again, composition with organist primary instrument. And I did do a doctorate in composition at... McGill, where I was uh, only one out of two women in the whole program, actually. Uh, when I um, when I studied in the Eastman School of Music, uh, uh, we were uh, two ladies in the class of
1: two, so that was quite unusual.
2: And then I stayed in Canada afterwards.
1: You had sent Carrie and I a bunch of your research just research in all of these different fields, more than just composition, which is really cool to see. And it's unusual in the best way, because oftentimes we, it's like we get stuck in our one path. And I know as you've talked to us, you've collaborated with all these different people. And so I wanted to ask about the article that you recently got published about the painted trumpets at Kazanlak's tomb. Locke's tomb. Um, and how did that all come to be? And who did you work with in that? And how, how was that process? Uh, the tomb's name is
2: Kazaluk. It's a UNESCO World Heritage Site uh, in Bulgaria from the 4th century BC. It's a Thracian monument. The Thracians were a very, an aristocratic culture and a very developed culture, but a non-literary culture. They did not write. They did not have a writing. Um, the images uh, uh, help in reconstructing the rites and the rituals that uh, took place in this and other tombs and or outside depictions in the Kazanlok tomb show the ruler who has dark skin which means he's dead he's the one for whom the feast is organized because it's his funeral the lady holding his hand is the wife we see uh, two funeral musicians two ladies playing the trumpet Uh, women were unusual in official functions but not unheard of I uh, talk a lot about um, the trumpets themselves, uh, because I compare them with the ancient Egyptian trumpets, despite the close to 4,000 years, I believe, difference, the musical instruments are very conservative in shape. They always, uh, if something works, don't fix it, you know? So I discuss what uh, they were most likely made of because we have uh, remnants of uh, various um, um, noble materials, and metals, so we know how skilled the Thracians were. In fact, there is a, there is a small knife uh, from Dubiné that mixes platinum and gold, which is, um, and, and they, they melt at completely different temperatures. And up until the present day, uh, we don't really know how this was done. So, quite, quite advanced civilization. Uh, an article published that I published after this one talks about a very interesting depiction in the Borovo treasure uh, where the performer plays what could be called a trumpet and there is a valve a very clear valve that you can move with a finger and there is a mute in the front or, or some or a surdine not sure of course uh, and i talk about that so uh, um Many, many good ideas were invented a very long time ago and they stuck until the, the present day. This area interests me because um, uh, both of my parents uh, are Thracology researchers. My father, has, my father passed away, but uh, my mother has continued the, the work. Uh, ancient Thrace and ancient history. Uh, my other research interest is in ethics. And uh, philosophy, and I speak from the viewpoint of a musician, really on the topics that uh, per, that I'm personally invested in. And uh, though I include uh, all of the necessary citations and everything, they they all uh, they all, uh, they, all uh, they all can be read also as uh, comments. Also, I have a little article about uh, Bulgarian folklore. In uh, Canada, uh, a little small, a small, you know, uh, research about the folklore ensembles across the country. In a way, I'm um, in a way I'm lucky because I can write about anything I want. I'm also a composer and a performer, so uh, I am free to write and to publish in the books in the volumes that I desire. I'm not obliged to buy a research contract the way some people are uh, nowadays, and I also can choose to publish in open access journals or journals that are produced with public funds so easily and cheaply available and or for free in the library. Thank you for asking i uh, I really talk about my research because it's like a different it's a different path that I'm not uh, very very visible with except. The, except the people who are interested in nation race
0: <laughs> I think it's so interesting because like you were saying some people have to do research because of their you know college appointment or their university teaching but when you get to pick what you research because you just enjoy it I feel like that's a different the writing is a little different it's a little more freeing and you get a little more I don't know you have more say in what you do which I think can lead to some really cool articles like the ones the one that you wrote
2: Yes, uh, I can. I'm I'm free to to write about
0: whatever I want, and in, indeed, it it is very freeing. Um, as you were mentioning before, you research and you compose and you play organ. I'd love to for you to talk a little bit about your thoughts on specialization in one kind of sliver of music versus kind of looking at music and music research from a wider lens.
2: Well, everyone does what works best for them. I uh, My activities uh, each inspire each other from the other one. So for me, this is how I function creatively, but some people thrive in a, in a narrow specialization. There are people who who are very comfortable in a narrow specialization and do good. And a, a home universalist kind of approach, that's more my approach, really uh, invites uh, participating actively in several disciplines. And uh, this this can provide insight that uh, narrow specialization uh, professionals do not have. But on the other side, someone who is very narrowly specialized can push the, the field just a bit further uh, than someone who with a vast area of interest would not have the time to do. It takes all kinds of
1: people to make a world so what's the story behind your coat of arms?
2: Well, I don't really like to look at myself on pictures. And the coat of arms is a legal representation uh, from the, it, it's, a, it's, an, it's an award uh, from the Governor General of the country. Actually, uh, accidentally today it was shared on, on, on the Canadian Heraldry Facebook group as uh, Mercredi de Vinette, like uh, Guess Wednesday, Guessing Wednesday and uh, what are the elements connected with an ancient culture that existed in bulgaria and of course these are the ancient thracians there is the great mother goddess is the red triangle you know facing downwards uh, the pegasus and the sun god sun is both s-o-n and s-u-n the coat of arms also has an organ on it to, to represent me the four notes uh, that you see come from the first piece i ever wrote a piano piece where the right hand Plays the place the melody, and the left hand plays the accompaniment, and then the A prime section, the left hand plays the melody, and the right hand plays the accompaniment. Because at the time I was really ambidextrous, and I didn't want any hand to feel uh, to feel bad. the the, the government uh, finds the artists and you know, they ask me all kinds of questions. They listen to my stuff. I send the C V. so they know. And they ask me what what are important elements that I would like to include, and then. Uh, and there is the science of heraldry that, that makes it look nice.
0: I'm like speechless. That's, this is the coolest thing I've ever heard of. Oh, thank
2: you. It, it is certainly a really nice image too. I'm very, I'm very happy with it. You know, the different countries have different processes. No, the oak leaves, they are, they are a way of linking Canada and Bulgaria. They exist in both countries.
1: What projects are you currently working on?
2: Well, yes, so there is one that's uh, kind of on hold, uh, a recording of a sextet. It's a children's work in uh, seven movements, each one in, in a different style. Uh, I mean, they all kind of sound like, sound like me, but they are clearly inspired by existing musical styles, so uh, to teach the kids about different styles. And um, it's based on a Quebec, Quebec folklore tale about uh, a drunk lady who sells her soul to the devil and then um, there are three devils that come but then the the angel gave three presents to the husband for the kiddie version the, the alcohol was replaced with chocolate and uh, at the end uh, the the devils went on strike because she was winning the chocolate factory and uh, so they shook hands and decided to uh, abandon the agreement so she got her soul and and uh, the devils got regular working hours. So we did, a, so that was a show that, that uh, really worked well and now there is a, a recording, studio recording that we did in a socially distance manner over the course of a, a month. And we're looking for someone to complete the movie, a movie. Now, we, are, we, are, we don't really have a set concept as of yet. Uh, the producer is uh, Innovation en Concert, a Canadian company. And we're a bit stuck because even, even puppeteers cannot work. Like we cannot have two in a room. So. Oh, oh, I completed a very big commission for choir from three choirs. And every performance was canceled. I don't know whether if I'll ever hear this piece, and it's a really good piece. We'll see. But if anyone is interested, it's so happy. If you're sick and tired of sad music, you know, just give me a shout, and it was such an obnoxiously happy piece.
0: Sounds like something that I need in my life. (laughs) I feel like we all need that right now.
2: (laughs) And with like a banging D major chord, the one that choirs love to sing.
0: Are there any resources that you would recommend to composers in Canada or the U.S. or abroad or researchers? For people who are interested in Canadian music, the
2: Canadian Music Center is a wonderful resource that uh, unites hundreds of uh, composers. Uh, The the CMC is uh, also government-supported. It has a very big archive. For anyone interested in Canadian music, I highly encourage you to start there. With respect to uh, ancient Thrace, uh, my mother Valeria Falls books, my father Alexander Falls books. Also, countless articles on academia.edu from various researchers, Bulgarian and, and not only Greek and Turkish. That can be found uh, for anyone who might be interested in uh, in looking at some ancient uh, ancient history. I have some articles on archaeoacoustics as well, also related to the Thracian monuments. So. Uh, Welcome to check them out. Innovation concert is based in uh, in Montreal. It's uh, led by uh, his current director, Isaac Goldschneider. He really does incredible diverse stuff. They're not not two shows are the same, and nothing is strictly just a concert. Uh, he has a website with uh, archive from previous realizations, so I highly, highly recommend this, because it's a production company, you know, it's not an ensemble. So an, an, an ensemble, uh, if you're a string quartet, you end up only playing string quartets, like regardless of your best desires to play a brass trio, you're still stuck with string quartets. But the fact that uh, Isaac can model his projects from one to the other being completely different uh, shows a very diversified view of what's going on in uh, Montreal. And uh, so I, I highly recommend his work. He's a, he's a wonderful person, a friend of music, producer.
1: What's on your music stand this week?
2: Well, yeah. this week comes at a bad time because Quebec is closing. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually stopping work. I have commissioned a number of Canadian pieces, and some of them are already at the CMC. Um and the the composers uh, I, I i tried to go always for composers younger than me because this way you give someone a start uh, a solo piece can give a composer a start really i i wrote so many ambitious long orchestral works when i was like 21 and 22 and 23 none of them were played they look really impressive though but uh, nobody will ever play them Uh, So they were good for learning the art of composing, but really to give a start, a performer and composer can mutually give themselves a start with a solo piece. So this is something I I recommend for everyone. And those are always needed. Uh, A solo piece will definitely be be played uh, more than a piece uh, for uh, two violins, uh, a piano, a bassoon, and and, and a... randomly inserted Asian instrument that has to be there for a grand proposal. So these kinds of pieces are only played once and look good on program, but uh, then it's dead in the water. Standard ensembles will, will, get, will get a piece played more.
0: Speaking of solo pieces, we wanted to share Dr. Ful performing her own children's suite on piano. Mm. huge thank you again to Dr. Full for joining us. She has a ton of new projects, so check out the podcast description for her website, social media, and all the new performances that are kicking off soon over the summer and the fall.
1: Thank you so much for listening to Diversify the Stand. I'm Ashley. And I'm
0: Carrie. If you'd like to support us and our projects, check out our Patreon www.patreon.com forward slash diversify underscore the underscore stand also the link is in our podcast description
1: and a huge thank you to trevor weston and whitney george for allowing us to use their compositions in our podcast the musical introduction is trevor's trumpet duet fanfare for changes and the ending music is whitney's incantations for trumpet and piano both composers websites are also listed in the description Until next time,
0: what's on your stand?